I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. Uh, it is Saturday, August 26, 2023, and I'm pre-recording this uh, on Wednesday, so I can't really give you a Naomi update. You're just going to have to watch. I have no idea. At this point, I'm probably days out from giving you, well, from this broadcast, so I, I can't really speak to what's going to happen Two days in the future, I don't really know. Is it two days? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three days. Um, so uh, check for that. Uh, God willing, we're on our way home or on, already home. Who knows? Uh, I hope so. Uh, but you never know, right? So uh, we don't want to leave too soon as well. Uh, but I'm pre-recording it so that way I just, well, it's done. And I have a moment. Uh, everything's going just fine with Naomi at the, in the room. So uh, do this for you now. And uh, yeah, and that's because I think it's important uh, that we do pray each day, each morning uh, and evening, morning, noon and night, as the scripture commends. And uh, I know how important this is to you to be able to guide you in that prayer. So we'll do it here. As I mentioned yesterday, uh, we are going to look at tomorrow's Old Testament and epistle reading a little bit and uh, show you how those uh, are either confessed by, say, Luther in a commentary or in our Lutheran confessions. Sometimes I bring in other resources not ones I have with me at the moment, so I'll use what I have with me. And uh, that'll put some uh, meat on the bones to help you understand what's going on uh, tomorrow. Or, yeah, it's tomorrow in the preaching of his word. All right, good. So, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Prayer Psalm one more time for the week. Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. The stupid man cannot know, the fool cannot understand this, that though... The wicked sprout like grass, and all evildoers flourish. They are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. The righteous flourish like the palm tree, and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord, they flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit and old age, they are ever full of sap and green. To declare that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, memory verse is... Uh, well, let's say it first, and then we'll say where it's from. Huh? For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. 
Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 9. Catechism, what is confession? Confession has two parts. First, that we confess our sins, and second, that we receive absolution, that is, forgiveness from the pastor as from God himself, not doubting but firmly believing that by it our sins are forgiven before God in heaven. Good. Our Old Testament text for tomorrow is one that we actually heard earlier this summer, but now we hear it in the context of divine service, and that is from Isaiah 29. Is it not yet a very little while till Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be esteemed as a forest? In that day the deaf shall hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of, the obs- out of obscurity and out of darkness. The humble also shall increase their joy in the Lord, and the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the terrible one is brought to nothing, the scornful one is consumed, and all who watch for iniquity are cut off who make a man an offender by a word, and lay a snare for him who reproves in the gate, and turn aside the just by empty words. Therefore thus says the Lord who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall not now be ashamed, nor shall his face now grow pale. But when he sees his children, the work of my hands in his midst, they will hallow my name, and hallow the Holy One of Jacob, and fear the God of Israel. These also who erred in spirit will come to understanding, and those who complained will learn doctrine. Beautiful. So two parts. Um, The first part uh, will clearly, we'll speak about tomorrow, because we have uh, uh, the deaf-mute man being healed, I believe, right? Uh, From, uh, well, anyway, we have the healing. Is it deaf-mute? I think it's deaf-mute. I haven't looked that far in advance. It's Wednesday. Oh, I was planning to look at that later in the week. All right. Uh, Let's see. And... We also then have in the second part, you have kind of the restoration of things being foretold here, especially restored to Jacob, which later becomes Israel, right? Um, And that is, of course, fulfilled ultimately in Christ as well. So Christ fulfills both halves here, both promises. Let's uh, hear a little bit from Luther as to what's going on here. Uh, Let's see, where where should I go? This is from his uh, commentary on Isaiah. Uh, I figured out a good part to jump in here. We do the first part of the second part. Let's do the second part. Therefore, thus says the Lord, verse 22, concerning the house of Jacob. When those tyrants in the previous part have been rooted out, you will see the lowly and the poor rejoice and dance for joy. Then you will see them sanctified, for Jacob will have the name of the same God as Abraham, while these ungodly people set up a God different from the God of Abraham as our sects invent another God for themselves. The Franciscans uh, fashions for himself a God who is hooded and girded with a rope, and one who has regard for our works. Okay, you can't help but get after them. Now Jacob shall no more be ashamed. This is the greatest comfort of the godly. It is as if he were saying, until now, while the ungodly teachers were in control, there was nothing but confusion, sadness, and constant fear. But now that Christ, the shepherd, um, and the gospel have been revealed, and the godly have been rooted out, ungodly have been rooted out, excuse me, We stand justified and have peace with God in our hearts through him, as Paul exquisitely depicts that glory and joy in Romans 5. Verse 23, when they see their children. When they have seen many deriving benefit and edification from this very fruit of the gospel, they will see many becoming children of Jacob, who are the work of my hands, for faith is God's work alone and is given to those whom God draws and teaches. Thus, when they see children growing through the word and faith, then they will give thanks to God, the Savior, who brings many to faith, the faith of Jacob. 
they will sanctify my name. That is, they will proclaim not only or not their own name and merits, as our papists do, but will extol the name of God alone who gives the increase. We talked about this, you know, to God alone be glory, right? Back on Monday. They will sanctify, was it Monday? No, Tuesday. They will sanctify the Holy One of Jacob. My name and the Holy One of Jacob are the same and stand in the awe of the God of Israel, who will be their true um, arets. This is the worship of the New Testament, to worship, to sanctify, to fear, to love, etc. Right? It's all for Luther, verse uh, 22, 23. How about t- verse 24? We'll do that as well. And those who err in spirit will come to understanding. That is, although the, the ungodly always resist, yet some of them too will be seized, will, who will yield to the gospel. So today there are some who break away from the papists and schismatics, people who err in spirit and are immersed in the spirit of error, but they will learn understanding at last together with the ability to judge doctrine after they have forsaken their error. Above, the prophet spoke of wisdom and understanding. Wisdom is the very knowledge of God, of which also the ungodly boast, but they do not boast understanding. They do not promote they they do not promote darkness in spite of spiritual discernment. They do not have a prompt insight since they lack understanding. To understand means to have clear insight. Unless they fall into all kinds of doctrine without understanding, the word is preached to them so long as they need understanding. And those who murmur will accept instruction. That word uh, laka means instruction and knowledge. From this is derived the name Luke, ah, that is, teacher. Here he calls them murmurers. Those who appear to be the wisest teachers will become murmurers because they speak earthly things out of their own head. They freely accept teaching. So you see the fruit of the word that teachers who were puffed up by their own opinions become disciples and hearers, subject to God's word. Talked about in Bible class last Sunday. For such people, talkative, more inclined to speaking than to listening. The gospel will convert some of them. Which is beautiful good news, isn't it? All right. And then our epistle for tomorrow is from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And we have such trust through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death, written and engraved, and engraved on stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this, this respect because of the glory that excels. For if what was passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Right. Proper distinction of law and gospel here. Uh, and uh, this text is a favorite of the, uh, the, the formulators, those who uh, drafted the formula of Concord. It's used extensively in the formula of Concord, both the epitome and solid declaration. Uh, I'll give you a few examples here. Um, Article 2, I think, yeah. Mm, there it is, Article 2, which is the article on uh, the free will, right? We actually don't have one. <laughs> uh, let's see. God the Holy Spirit, however, does... Oh, let's talk about... It's about conversion. Let me go back a paragraph. Likewise, we believe, teach, and confess that the unregenerate will of mankind is not only turned away from God, but also has become God's enemy. The unregenerate will. And the regenerate will is given in baptism, by the way. So it, it only has an inclination 
and desire for that which is evil and contrary to God. As it is written in Genesis 8.21, the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Romans 8.7 says, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot. Just as a dead body cannot raise itself to bodily earthly life, so a person who is by sin spiritually dead cannot raise himself to spiritual life. For it is written in Ephesians 2 verse 5, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. We heard that last Sunday in the epistle. And 2 Corinthians 3 verse 5 says, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from from us, but our sufficiency is from God. There it is. God, the Holy Spirit, however, does not bring about conversion without means. No, I got ahead of the formula. Sorry. For this purpose, he uses the preaching and hearing of God's word, as it is written in Romans 1 verse 16. The gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Also, Romans 10 17, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. It is God's will that his word should be heard and that a person's ears should not be closed. That's, that's helpful for tomorrow. Psalm 95, verse 8, which is, uh, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in Korah, as in the day of the trial of wilderness. With this word, the Holy Spirit is present and opens hearts so that people like Lydia in Acts 16, 14 pay attention to it and are converted only, only, got that? Through the Holy Spirit's grace and power, who alone does the work of converting a person. Right? That's just third article of the creed. For without his grace, and if he does not grant the increase, our willing and running, our planting, sowing, and watering are all nothing. As Christ also says in John 15, 5, apart from me, you can do nothing. With these brief words, the Spirit denies free will of its powers and ascribes everything to God's grace in order that no one may boast before God. 1 Corinthians 1. Isn't that beautiful? Also 2 Corinthians 12. So that's uh, Article 2. Um, there's quite a bit more that we could do in Article 2, but that's probably enough on Article 2, um, both Epitome and Solid Declaration. Article 5 is on uh, the law and the gospel, as I said. So that's also a distinction being made here. Um, every penitent sinner, and let me go back a little bit thing. Paragraph 21, Article 5, Formula of Concord. Uh, this is the uh, Solid Declaration. Everything that comforts, that offers God's favor and grace, to transgressors of the law is and is properly called the gospel. It is a good and joyful message that God will not punish sins, but will forgive them for Christ's sake. There's the gospel, properly defined. Every penitent sinner ought to believe that his place is confidence in the Lord Christ alone. For Christ was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Romans 4 verse 5. 25. He made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5 21 whom God made our wisdom and our righteousness and sanctification and redemption, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. His obedience is credited to us for righteousness before God's strict court, so that the law, as set forth above, is a ministry that kills through the letter and preaches condemnation. That's our text, 2 Corinthians 3. The gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, Romans 1, 16, which preaches righteousness and gives the Spirit. Dr. Luther taught this distinction with special diligence in nearly all his writings and has properly shown that the knowledge of God from the gospel is far different from that which is taught and learned from the law. Even the pagans, to a certain extent, had a knowledge of God from the natural law, but they neither knew him nor glorified him correctly. Romans 1 verse 29. All right. So, um, and those are just two examples. There's more that could be said, right, about the ministry of the Spirit, which gives the Spirit and the ministry, and then also the 
um, the former ministry, right? The ministry of condemnation or of death, right? Which kills. Law and gospel kill and make alive. We've talked about that this week, haven't we? Right? And speaking of the ministry that kills and makes alive, let's talk about our baptism. Or rather, let's sing of it in, uh, and confession then as well. Baptismal waters cover me. get it in the right position. Oh, sorry, my light from outside has uh, diminished. It's so late, so uh, you'll just have to bear with the backlight. Let's pray our collect for the week. Almighty and everlasting God, always more ready to hear than we to pray, and to give more than we either desire or deserve, pour down upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving those things of which our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things that we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Merciful Father, you promise us that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As I come before you for confession and absolution, teach me to consider my place in life according to the Ten Commandments. 
Work in me true contrition and repentance. Give me a desire to live a new life. Help me to know and confess my sin truthfully. As I receive my Savior's forgiveness, comfort my conscience, renew my life, strengthen my faith in him, and restore to me the joy of your salvation. All this I ask for the sake of my dear Lord Jesus Christ, who died for me and shed his blood for me upon the cross for the forgiveness of all my sins. Amen. We pray this day for faithfulness to the end, for the renewal of those who are withering in the faith or have fallen away, for pastors as they prepare to administer Christ's holy gifts, and for receptive hearts and minds on the Lord's day. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. All right, we pray for the households of our church, especially uh, David and his family, Sylvia, Kevin and his family, William and Eugene. Pray for our catechumens. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Naomi, recovering from surgery. Joe, Melanie, Kelsey, Christopher, Marcy, Brad, Eileen, and Ron. Doug, Bav, Donna, Jim, Pat, Wendell, and Darlene. Pray for our homebound. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially to Morgan County Hispanic Ministry. Continue to pray for the Tupper family in their need. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That's our congregation at prayer for today, Saturday, August 26, 2023. It's good to have you with us here now. Uh, tape delay, listening on the uh, uh, on the call-in version. It's all the same. Uh, the podcast, video, now or some distant future. Uh, somebody's going back and watching these things, which would be incredible. Uh, it's good to have you with us, right? And I encourage you to join us tomorrow for divine service in person. Uh, of course, repost the video later in the day hopefully, or Monday or whenever I can get to it. Uh, But uh, yeah, join us in person for divine service, to receive the comfort of God's word, to be uh, encouraged in the faith, to be forgiven our sins, and of course, to receive that forgiveness in word and sacrament. All right. And uh, hopefully, I'll just plan that everything will, I'm recording this on Wednesday, everything will be as, uh, I'll be back and everything will be as normal. Uh, If not, uh, just roll with whatever uh, we have you do on Sunday. Okay. All right, Lord be with you all, and we'll see you hopefully tomorrow. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support and give today.